0: Hello, and welcome to the Hormonal Mama podcast. I am your host, Cara Drescher, and today on the show, I am talking with Jennifer Bloom. Jennifer is an occupational therapist, and she specializes in infertility. With her two programs, the Being Fertile System and Activating Fertility, she helps women in all kinds of ways with helping improve their fertility. We are also talking about some other very interesting topics, such as the soul language paradigm. We're talking about why we all know that saying just relax is the absolute worst thing to say to someone going through infertility. And she's elaborating on that a bit. And we're also talking about things like inner beliefs and how that affects something physical. So I hope you will join us. It is an excellent conversation You will not want to miss it. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today with me to talk about all this great stuff that
1: you do. We've
0: talked before. I'm just really excited to have you on the show. So welcome.
1: Thank you. I am delighted to be here. I, I really I look forward to to uh, talking with you. So, so I know it's going to be fun. It will. And informative, be. Informative,
0: right? Yes. I mean, what's better than that, right? <laughs> That's I mean, right.
1: Little humor, little little uh, knowledge. It's all good. <laughs>
0: exactly. And you have so much knowledge, and you're so your approach is so unique and beautiful. And and I I just know we have so much to talk about. So let's let's dive in. I think you know, for me. The big thing that I want to hear about to start, because, you know, I talk so much about infertility on this podcast, in my practice, it's something that you work with a lot. And, you know, you have something called the Being Fertile System, um, as well as the Activating Fertility Program, which are two different um, programs that you offer. And I would really love to hear about them, how they differ, and, you know, just kind of your
1: approach using both programs. Yeah, you bet. So, yes, there are two programs that are built sort of on the same fundamentals, but they work a little bit differently. So, let's start with the Being Fertile system. Okay. The Being Fertile system is really it's built around the foundation of what I believe needs to happen in order to create some rejuvenation, uh, revitalization to that inner fertility environment. You know, as, as people are trying to get pregnant, there's all these things that we're doing on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. There's the vitamins, there's the doctors, there's all, and and all of those things are really important. And yet what we're, what all that's really designed to do is to change what's happening inside. Right. And, we need to in addition to doing all of the things that are out there focus on what's going to allow me to get that environment in the most aligned rejuvenated juiciest states i mean that's i don't know is that a great word i don't know i think it's a great yeah, i mean that's what you word. want right? you think I about think that lining you know you want it to be nice Absolutely. and juicy so the it. being fertile system is a uh, it's a it's a do-it-yourself program in that there are a series of uh, conversations that I've recorded uh, around the seven different principles of being fertile so you get in you get to learn about that particular principle and then not only do you learn about it but what I really want people to be able to do is embody it meaning live it. Right. Yeah. It's one thing to read the, all the books, but you kind of got to do the thing. Right. Definitely. So <laughs> do I do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> so I do that in a couple of different ways. I the, the tools I use are based in energy medicine. So the the first tool that goes along with each of the pillars is uh, a clearing using something called EFT. It's a tapping mm-hmm. technique. Um being the taps we tap on acupressure points and it's designed to clear out any obstacles to that particular pillar. And then in order so we get we get things cleared away, and then there's a meditation that goes along so that you can really you can listen, you can get your body into that um uh, using a relaxation response, you can allow your body to come into that really kind of quiet state. say the word zen it's not exactly what i mean but that (laughs) quiet state that really allows you to absorb information right? right so that's the that's one part of the program and then there's there are two other pieces to it one is healing the hurt and the second is um Active well, it's not active. It's awakening your fertility. Mm-hmm. So these are a series again of energy exercises that are going to help you be able to clear out all of the emotions that come along with dealing with fertility, right? Or infertility challenges, right? Because they're there. They um, it, there's just it's it's part of the roller coaster of the whole thing. Um, Thank you for saying roller coaster. Yeah, exactly it's, what it's. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's right, and so. Yes. Right. So we we need to be able to honor them and acknowledge them, but we got to get, we got to find a way past them. So that's what those last two parts of the program are all about is, okay, it's two o'clock in the morning and I just read something and I'm crazy jealous. What am I going to do? Okay. I can go tap. I can let that go. Um, Or, all right, I'm in a really good feeling state. I really want to connect in and trust that my body knows what I'm going to do. So that's in the that's in the third part of the program. Mm. So like I said, it's it's sort of kind of a do-it-yourself program, um, but it does come with a 30-minute session with me so that once you've done it, we can get some questions answered. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, so then the other program, Activating Fertility, is basically the Being Fertile System on steroids. So you get a chance to meet. <laughs> I chance- love that. To meet with me once a week for for four months, mm-hmm. and we we look at what are the patterns, what's going on in your body, what could be going on from a belief perspective, from an emotional perspective that's creating additional layers that are making it hard to get pregnant. Okay.
0: Right?
1: So even if you have, even if there are some physical factors going on, there can be some other things that are getting in the way. So it's 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 you and me sitting down and really looking seeing what's going on specifically for you. It's very I, personalized. Yeah, very personal. It, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And we go deep. Um, and really the the whole goal is to come out in a space of trust. But mm-hmm. no matter what happens, you're gonna be a mother.
0: I love that. I love that. I you know, I really like that you offer to similar, but different approaches to the same thing. And that, that's something that I think is really unique and really cool because, you know, everybody's different. I love that you have this opportunity to have this really personalized journey with you to help, you know, your clients get this result that they're searching for. And I just, I think it's really, really wonderful that like I said, you have these two totally different approaches that get you to the same place.
1: Exactly. And every, as you said, everybody's different. Some people much prefer to do something on their own. Yeah. And other people are like, yeah, no, just one-on-one, you know. Right. Take, take me through it. Hold take my me hand. Lead, guide right. me.
0: Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And absolutely. you're totally right because people are so very different. And, you know, I, that's something that I've just discovered throughout my life is you know, it's like perspective. It's like everyone's perspective is so very different. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the way we learn, the way that we absorb information, the way we do things. Everyone has a different um, approach or or way of, I think I just said what I was just about to say again. So yeah. I take it back,
1: but you know what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> right, right. We, we, we all process it in different ways and, yes. and need different things at different times. Exactly. So I think I think that's really, really cool.
0: Something else I really wanted to ask you about is um the difference between a being and a doing approach. I know we've talked about this before and you had such amazing insight about this and I would really love to hear more about that and the five ways um that support your body or five ways that support your body. You know, th- these are two really interesting topics um that we talked about like I said before and I- I just want to hear you talk about it again because it's yeah. so fascinating to me. Before, yeah.
1: So, you know, as I said, we when we have a problem in our lives, our our typical approach is to say, "Okay, got it, got the diagnosis, or didn't get the diagnosis, but or got the got the negative result, the negative. Okay, I have to do something about this." right? It's time my clock is ticking, if that's what Mm -hmm. you're feeling, or just I'm really ready. And right, so we tend to launch into action, we tend to launch into whatever it is, that's going to fix the problem, so that I can end up with that baby in my arms. And I can stop feeling sad, I can stop feeling stressed, I can stop feeling hurt, right, all of the things. And that's great. But it, ha- it creates some stuff happening inside our body that isn't so great, right? right? And what, what's really happening is that we're getting, right, we're getting triggered. Um, we're actually setting off some danger signals. And so we're, our brains are telling our body when we're in this place of there's something wrong, there's something wrong, there's something wrong. Our brains are hearing that as danger, 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 Mm -hmm. instead of hearing it as oh, fix that fertility problem. It's right. It's hearing it as there's there's a catastrophe happening, and when the catastrophe is happening, lots of things happen in our body that don't that are that do not support fertility, Mm -hmm. right? So what happens when we're in those danger signals, we hear about it as fight or flight. That's another way to talk about it. So when, when that happens, you end up with all the blood in your body getting shunted from your internal core to your external, to your arms and your legs so that you can run away from danger. Mm -hmm. Helpful when it's actually a physical danger, but our, ovaries sit at the very end of the ovarian arterial system so that when all that blood gets shunted away we now have less blood going to the ovaries which Mm. is no good right Mm -hmm. because that we need good action we need good nutrition in order for eggs to be of good quality right when the fight or flight is happening you end up with a lot of cortisol and sugar being dumped in your abdomen Uh, again very good for getting away from danger but not so good it's going to interrupt all of those the very delicate hormonal processes yes. right, right that's happening right. yeah your and of course your ovaries also sit in a in the web of nervous system the sympathetic nervous system which is in charge of danger danger so again you've got just this extra layer of message your hypothalamus which is sort of this gland that is going to be um kind of you can think of it as a master gland it's in communication with the pituitary the pituitary is what's going to bring out all the hormones in the body but when you're when you get the danger signal going on the hypothalamus does not work the way that it's supposed to Mm -mm. right so you're going to end up with some hormonal imbalances and finally when there's danger signals happening your cells end up in what's called like a fear mode and what that means is they stop doing anything that's not essential to -to day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and unfortunately conceiving is not necessary to -to day-to-day life So, all right. So this is all the things that are happening. We're in that when we're in that space of a doing kind of a model. And it sounds a little bit, you know, if you were to, to speak it out loud, and and again, this is a little bit exaggerated, but it's going to sound something like, I'm so frustrated, I'm so angry. I, I just think something's broken. There's something really wrong. And I am the only one who's going to advocate for myself. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do all the things, right? That's the sort of energy that comes with the doing approach. Right. Okay. So we need something that's going to balance that out because it's real life. A part, a part of it is real life. Definitely. So, but what we, what we need is the sort of the antidote, the balancer, and that's the that's what I call the being approach Mm -hmm. that's that's more of the the quieting the relaxing the rejuvenating so a being approach is going to sound like okay some days are just crap and I know that but at the same time I also know that I am going to be a mother I know that as I trust that truth that I'm going to connect with my inner wisdom, and I'm going to have, I'm going to be able to open and hear what it is that I need to do in my next set of steps. Mm -hmm. So maybe what that looks like is instead of doing nine things to try to get your body back into balance, you listen and you say, you know what, when I go, when I try to add in fertility yoga, I have to leave work early. I have to run over there. I have to get changed. I have to do this. I'm hungry by the time I get home, which means I'm crabby and I don't eat well. So I'm going to take that fertility yoga out for a little while, even though as on its own, it's its own really, it could be a really important thing for your body. Yeah. But all it's doing is creating this extra doing, it's creating this extra danger signal in my body. So for, I'm going to run an experiment and for a month, I'm going to take that out and I'm going to see how I feel right so that's Brilliant. a that's really the the difference between the being and the doing and if we allow ourselves and again there's there's seven different pillars seven different principles to really fully living that the the being fertile approach but if we let that be our center core and then the doing stuff flares every once in a while. Mm-hmm. What really happens is your body has time to repair. It has time to change some of those microscopic things that could be going on that science can't measure yet. Right. Right. Because <clears throat> there is something happening. It's, you know, it's it's real. It's not an imagined thing, but we just can't measure it yet. Yeah.
0: I love it. I, I'm just, you know, something that that's just so interesting to me is, you know, being and doing and just how you broke that down is a way that I don't think I'd thought about it before Mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest you know we we often talk about you know do 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 don't just be but when you look at it and you sort of flip it around I mean now it makes sense You, you can't just do 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 all the time You'll burn yes. out if you want to look right. at it in the simplest of
1: terms, it, it's so true. i mean this is this is an approach that is not just for fertility if i'm if I'm honest. yeah, this is a way of life, Definitely. and it's and it's really learning to live in a little bit different way. And you know i I get questions from people all the time, like, why? Why am I the one going through this? I I remember asking that so many times. Right, right. When we're in crisis, it's like, why? Mm -hmm. And I honestly, the the only answer I've ever been able to come up with that has any sort of satisfaction Mm -hmm. is that it is our soul's, and and this goes deep, but it is our soul's approach to getting our attention. Mm -hmm. Like, takes us by the shoulders, Mm -hmm. kind of shakes us a little bit and says, maybe you want to shift something just a little bit. Not that you're wrong, not that you're bad, not that you're doing a thing, whatever, but it's a way to, it's a way to heal. It's a way to bring ourselves back to center.
0: I love, I love that approach right there. Looking at it that way can just change everything. You know, as someone who went through infertility, you just get yourself into these deep, dark holes of, you know, questioning What's wrong with me? And why is this happening to me? And and wh- why is this you know not happening to other people? Why am I so alone in this? You, all these different things you just get into this rabbit hole of questions. You question your faith, whether you're religious or not. You start exactly. questioning all these things. So I, I I love the way that you um I love the way you just explained that because it, it's just a different way to look at it and that can be very liberating.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: man, it can feel like infertility has you shackled.
1: Yeah, Pardon exactly. the terminology. There's no, no better way well, to right. it. Right. But well, it does. does. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It, it can end up really feeling like, um, you know, this was a weight put on my shoulders for what? Yeah. You know, what's, why me? You know, I had a client I talked to maybe a month ago and you know, and, and she was off on a trip and she was going to go visit this the sister-in-law who was abundantly fertile mm. and she had yet to get pregnant. And, you know, it's it, the the whole comparison. Why? Why me? Why? Yep. And we have to come up with some sort of an answer. Otherwise, it's going to drive us crazy. Yes. And when we're does. driving crazy, we, you know, because that's the other piece of this is, is that it really, it helps continue if you start getting driven crazy, which is probably is terrible grammar. No, but <laughs> right? okay, it works for me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done, right? We're, we want to stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I want for, for the women who are in my life who I support is I want you to make a decision that feels really good. And you, that's a decision that you are going to, to be able to live with for the next 10 years. So if, if I can help you come more into center, more into balance, get some answers so that you can do one more treatment mm-hmm. or three more treatments. And you can do it again from that place of quiet and balance and openness. You can feel like, okay, I'm doing what I can and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there.
0: I love it. I love it. That actually makes me think of something I want to ask you, which is something that, you know, when we're so overwhelmed with our emotions and with dealing with this craziness, it makes us so, ah, there's no good word, so stressed, so overwhelmed. And the people around us love to say, just relax. And, you know, it's funny, I was on Instagram today and I was recording a reel for my Instagram page and I was thinking about this, how you know, we hear that a lot, you know, women going through infertility, we hear this, just relax and it'll happen. And, you know, your first instinct is like, okay, let me get my hand out of a fist. I don't want to get violent here, (laughs) but you're like, who says that? And you know, that these people are coming from a place of concern and they think they're being helpful, but they're not, (laughs) they're being in a way dismissive. And, and I really want to talk to you about this. I want to hear your thoughts um, and why, I mean, I know from my perspective, why it's the worst thing to be told because you feel like, did you just relax and you got pregnant? What? But I want to hear your perspective here on that, because that is such a common misconception from people outside of the infertility world. Right. I want to hear
1: your thoughts. Yeah. It's like, it's this little tiny kernel of truth wrapped in a whole bunch of dismissal you know yes. <laughs> and, oh. right and you and you Perfectly and you want to say it. okay what's your biggest challenge in your life right is it relationship is it money is it your job well why don't you just relax and it'll all be better right yep. because I you know and that's that has a little bit of addictiveness to it um and and people people for the most part are good-hearted about it yeah. um but I do, it's a, I, I think there's a, there's a couple of pieces here. One of which is people have no idea how to handle the intense pain that comes. So either they don't know how to handle it or they don't understand that it's present, right? right? Maybe it's one of those two things, but it is, it, it, it's this complete and total dismissal of your entire journey of your entire experience. Like, well, you're just doing it wrong right mm-hmm. all, all you have to do is stop being who you are stop feeling what you're feeling let it all go and it'll be fine yes. just yes. stop being you <laughs> right and exactly it's just it, it it you know even though I teach the relaxation response and I mm-hmm. teach about meditation and I teach about kind of finding that balance you are the only one to be able to tell yourself okay I'm feeling that and I'm what i want to do is i want to change how my body feels mm-hmm. that right is just sort of in that language of oh just relax you'll be fine yes
0: you know i it's funny because one of my so i'm a massage therapist by mm-hmm. trade i have been doing that for 19 years and i have this one client who i love i mean i love her She is delightful she's been an amazing client just someone i really respect and during my i don't remember if she said it to me. Oh no, she did. That's right. During my journey one day I was telling her about it, you know, it just you know, we got close enough that I opened up a little bit, you know, normally I don't open up that much with my massage clients, but I happened to mention it and she said that to me and she said, "You know, if you just relax, it'll happen because that happened to a friend of mine. And that right. was one of those moments where I was like, Oh, she means so well. I, you know, cause I just adore her. But the minute she said it, I was like grinding my teeth. Like, Oh, I need her. I need her to go. I need her to go. And it was so tough because I adore her and I still do adore her. Right. But those words were like a knife in my heart. Yeah. And so it's, it's just, it's nice to hear your perspective on that because it's such an important thing to not say.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is, and you know what? I, I have to be honest because early on in my in my life, I was an occupational therapist. That's my background. Mm-hmm. I was surrounded. My whole office was surround I, was with women who were dealing with infertility. It was actually mm. one of those seeds that kind of planted uh, as to why I do what I do. But I remember I had a neighbor who was also my uh, uh, um, coworker who had difficulty getting pregnant and um, they ended up getting a dog. And then of course Mm -hmm. she got pregnant the next month. So I was joking with her, said, ha ha ha. It's the new infertility treatment. Get a dog. If I could change one thing in my life, like to go back, I can't believe I said something (laughs) like that. And it was meant to be lighthearted and she Mm -hmm. laughed along with me and she's a humor person, but it totally negates the entire journey, right? Totally negates it, and and that's not what that's not what we want to do to anybody in, right. in any way, shape, or form, right? I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I'm just no, thinking no. About what that's you're saying. yeah, absolutely. It, it's just like it's like this burr on my heart. So I get it. So Tammy, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she didn't mean it. I really didn't mean it that way. But you know, it it just. It, and I and I think we just need to be so much more conscious of the journeys that we're each going through. Even if yeah. it's not something, even if we would treat something differently,
0: yeah, it doesn't I agree. matter.
1: It doesn't matter because it's you. It, it's intense for you because it's intense for you.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh! Can I just clap? I just need to clap. I'm giving you a round of applause because what you just said is something that resonates with me because I say it so often to people. Is the reminder that we are all different and we all have battles in our lives and negating someone's pain or sadness or frustration, whatever emotion they're feeling simply because you can't relate to it. Right. That's not fair. You know, I, there's so many things I can't relate to that. I could easily be like, Oh my God, they're overreacting. But I don't say that unless I know them really well. And I know they really are overreacting, (laughs) but you know what I mean? I I keep it to myself because the truth is, what they're feeling is what they're feeling. Just like when I went through infertility and I felt like the world was crumbling around me all day, every day, my close friends couldn't relate to that, but I was really lucky. My friends, they never really said the wrong thing. I mean, they never really knew what to say because I mean, it's hard to know what to say, but that reminder that whatever your journey is, is your journey. So your emotions and feelings are valid even if you or other people think they aren't it's what you're feeling and emotions are emotions you, you really can't just like stop feeling a certain way like, what does that even mean exactly stop doing that what
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you know and and that's where it takes some exploration and it takes you saying i don't want to feel this way anymore i'm feeling yeah. out of control and i know that that's not i know i don't want that impact on my body Right. Right? And then that it takes a little bit of exploration as to, okay, what's, what's, what's the, what's that thought pattern, right. That's inside that is creating that emotion. And that's the way to, to to detangle it instead of just saying, "Well, just don't feel that.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, you are just speaking my language here, Jennifer. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And it makes me think of inner beliefs, which is something that we've talked about again before. Mm -hmm. Um, but i want to i want to talk about how those inner beliefs that one has can actually impact something physical such as having a baby you know i, I this is again i know we've talked about this before and i was like floored with with the amazing you know, knowledge bombs that you dropped on me. And I, I want
1: to hear some more about that. So, <laughs> oh, so tell Oh, me a dear knowledge. That. <laughs> I don't know. That. I, can I drop anything? I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what I can come up with here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So until the age of seven, our subconsciouses are wide open. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, is that anytime anybody expresses a belief, a thought, a whatever, we take it on as absolute truth. Mm-hmm we just don't have any skills to, to do anything other than that. Right. Right. So, um, you know, if you're around and your, your parents are, let's say that um, like, for example, let me give you a personal example. Like my grandmother had her kiddos very close together accidentally and it was hard. It was hard for her. She really, really struggled. So what does my mom as that little kid learn it's hard you know mamas um have a hard time with kids right it really sort of disrupted that that mother-child relationship that sort of was what was in her head right mm-hmm. um so if that's something that was is part of your background or if you're around a family that is struggling finance struggling financially just struggling in general or is you know saying that you know, um, you have to, if, if I'm going to, um, if you're to be a good girl, you need to get all your chores done mm. and you're the kind of person, let's say you're the kind of person who's sort of distracted and, you know, just doesn't really ever get anything done, mm-hmm. you know, right. Then where, <laughs> then I'm angry with you. Right. So I have to perform in order to be loved. Right. Sort of how mm, we translate all yeah. of these things. Right. Right. Okay, so we get, those lab- we get those into our brain as rules because our, our brains get so much data that, that, that we have to organize by rule as to what we're going to pay attention to. Otherwise, we would just sort of sit and like, you know, I think, I can't remember, it's 40 million pieces of data a second, Damn. I think. But like we could be taking, you can't do anything with that. God. So we, our brains have Whew. to organize ways to pay attention to things. So what's really weird though and, <laughs> is that if there, if a rule is being broken, our bodies then send out danger signals. So here we are. We're bipping along. We get into a relationship, or, or not, and we decide we want to have a child. Right? We make that decision, and in the back of our heads is it, babies ruin relationships. Mm. So I want a baby. I'm in a relationship. My brain goes, woo, danger, danger, danger." And then all of the things we talked about before about what's going on in the body start to happen, and they impact your fertility system. Mm -hmm. So we have these inner beliefs, which may or may not be true, um, or maybe they were true at one point, but no longer true. And now it's impacting that inner fertility environment, and we might not have any clue about that, right? right? It's not something that we're thinking about on a day-to-day basis,
0: right? right? Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. It's just fascinating really mm-hmm. i think i mm-hmm. mean it, it's just these things that you're not conscious of right exactly yeah yeah
1: exactly all you know is that something's not quite right in your body right right and so there can be there can be you know all kinds of of, of beliefs perfectionism is a big one quite honestly mm. another belief that really uh, wrecks havoc on the body is is i'm not safe yeah and goodness knows there's enough going on in this world where we can honest to goodness feel like we're not safe. Definitely. Right? And but there's also other places where we where we might not feel safe uh based on you know what's happening in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. And again, danger signal in the body. Yeah. So we have to find a way to rewrite those beliefs so that we know that 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 we're safe, we're okay um and that we can the body can stop those those danger signals. I
0: mean, it makes a lot of sense because you hear inner beliefs and you're like, well, what does that even mean? Right. You know? Exactly. And right. Something else, you know, that that I'm really curious about um is talking, you know, because we're talking about these physical issues and, you know, the inner beliefs, the other not the other side, but another perspective when we're talking about physical issues and physical and non-physical things affecting that are being in or out of alignment with your soul you know and and again I really want to hear about this because this is something we touched on before and I again that's why I told you in the beginning you have so much amazing knowledge in your in your amazing head that it's astounding to me that I just I'm like let me just sit here and be like oh you're amazing (laughs) and this is one of one of those things that when we talked about it before I like walked away like whoa so I want to hear more about this you know it was what soul language paradigm that we had talked about so I'm gonna give you the floor because this you know I feel like it's that that similar thing of something non-physical affecting something physical
1: right and and this is something that came into my work maybe Nine or ten years ago, when I initially started working, it was all about the mind- body connection, mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on. there's a lot of science in it that backs all of that up. but there was something missing. like I would talk and we would we would work together and it's like there's just some a little bit of something off here and the piece that was missing was we are not mind body we are mind body soul mm-hmm. and i i'm talking about outside of religion this has you know it's spirituality based but it is not we're not talking any one specific religion but we are and this is my belief system and i always tell people look this is my belief system feel free to take it on or chuck it right <laughs> right yeah. so we are we are each drops of the divine mm-hmm. and when we come um, when we come and we're here on the planet we are again we are we're soul we are souls walking around with with human cloaks mm-hmm. and Ooh, our I like soul, that yeah isn't that cool oh, I love so it. these so we it isn't that i think we're not faded. we're not you know all this but we do come with intentions we cu- we do come with with soulful personalities and i use a paradigm called soul language because it puts tangibility to soul because mm-hmm. it's one thing to say okay i want to be in alignment with my soul yeah okay what is that
0: what is that, what does it mean <laughs> right sure. so the, the soul
1: language paradigm says there are 107 different voices of soul essentially 107 different pieces of consciousness of the divine when we come to the planet we bring three of those with us we bring an, a mission language we bring a school a language of skills and tools uh, to help us with that mission and how we're going to be known here on the planet and then we bring a soulful personality so if we were in connection with the divine all the time it'd be how how our personality would show up When we are unaware of these parts of ourselves, sometimes we live just in alignment with them because that's who we are, and sometimes we get out of alignment with those pieces of ourselves. The thing that happens when we get out of alignment with who we are at a soul level same thing with as with the um the belief systems mm-hmm. the, the, the body starts saying danger 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 and what I've really noticed is it's this soulful personality the tone that's what's called in soul language that seems to be the most aligned with having fertility issues or not not that i could predict that somebody's having a fertility issue but when my clients get back in alignment with this soulful personality part of themselves that tends to that tends to really help things get back on track for whatever Mm -hmm. reason so when we when we know this about ourselves we can start to adjust when we know what those languages are we can start to adjust Um, and it also helps because, so, so for example, uh, my mission language is pioneer. I am here to, for for myself first, and then for others, discover new ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can when I am in alignment with that, it's just like it's really cool. Like I find all these really great things, like soul language. Right. 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 When I'm disconnected from that, I might be thinking there's something wrong and I'm looking for a new paradigm but I might try seven or eight things all at once or I might get so frustrated that I sort of close down and it's like oh I can't think of anything before when I got like that I took that as there was something wrong with me Mm -hmm. now I know all it is is I'm disconnected from the divine Mm -hmm. so when you're in the space of of dealing with your fertility or dealing with a diagnosis of infertility and you're feeling like the world is against you with all of these things. One of the things you can do is you can lean on these languages, these, these pieces of you, but you can also say, Oh, you know what? The way that this is expressing through me is just a sign of disconnection. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what this is. As I work to reconnect and, and allow myself to spend more time being in connection that kind of takes care of itself and that's again that's a big part of the the being fertile approach is to be able to be in alignment and hear and be really connected in with your own divinity Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of wisdom there
0: yeah for sure right oh i'm telling you when we talked about this before i mean it's the way that you break it down is so fascinating I can't think of a better word because it just makes you think of like all these parts of life. That's just I'm not thinking of the right word. It is just not coming to me, but yeah. it's that spiritual aspect that is such we're, an important
1: part of life. I think interconnected beings, yeah. right? You deal with infertility while you're playing every other role on the planet, right? That, that you have in your life. You can't mm-hmm. just take it and separate it out and say, okay, this is one, this is, this is its own thing and it's in isolation. Right. Right. It, it, it's woven into everything about who you are and it's why people have totally different experiences because we're totally different people.
0: Yes. I'm glad you said that again. I really am because boy, is that a fact. And even with infertility, you know, we can, you know, as someone who went through infertility is part of the infertility community, Something that I learned then and I continue to learn every day is even though we all have this one thing in common and we can support each other knowing how insane of a roller coaster, like you said in the beginning, how insane of a roller coaster this ride really is, we also experience it differently, Mm -hmm. you know, from everything from what the actual cause of our infertility is to, you know, what our relationship situation may or may not be, to what our goals are, how we want to bring life into this world, you know, all of these things. And it just makes, to me, this infertility journey in some ways more difficult and in some ways a lot easier, which I know is strange because, boy, that's it's a bit of a dichotomy there. But, you know, it, it it's... It is what it is.
1: Exactly. That's just my
0: opinion, of course. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I agree completely. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Um,
0: mm-hmm. So I want to switch gears yep. and talk about some fun questions. And okay. I know I told you one of them before, but I have another one I'm going to throw at you. Oh, no. But it's, it's fun. I promise. <laughs> it's fun and it's similar to the original one. So I'm going to give you two. Okay. And they're similar and you can answer them any order you want, but these are... My two favorite questions, um, I may throw another one at you too. And that one's like really easy. So don't worry. But um, my two favorite questions, the first one, which I know I've asked you before, which is um, who are three people who've had the most influence on you? My second one is similar, but it's different. And that is if you could, I always give the example, have a dinner party or hang out or, or whatever activity or you know, social gathering you enjoy. You know, some people like getting drinks, some people like getting snacks, some people just want to walk on the beach or sit, you know, next to a pool, whatever. If you could do that with three people, dead or alive, they can be real, they can be fictional, they don't have to be people if you don't want, they can be Muppets. I always use that as an example because <laughs> I can't think of anything else. They could be cartoons, they can be a comic strip. Whatever it is, who would those three people be and why? So those are my two questions. I know wow. they, it makes you really think and I, I should have probably prepared you for that one and I apologize for that. So if you can't think of anybody, that's fine. But if you can, awesome. I, I Just to help you out, I asked myself this question a few months ago. I interviewed myself for my podcast. I asked myself that question without preparing. I had some weird answers. I talked about a dragonfly for a few minutes. I don't know. <laughs> That's what makes it kind of fun, though, when I don't prepare people is you have to really think and you're like, oh, who would I have? So, yeah. Anyway. Well, so, okay,
1: well, let's start there. Let, let's okay. start there. So I got a book f- for college graduation from a friend of mine called Gifts from the Sea. It's okay. Anne Morrow Lindbergh. And she writes in the most amazing, in fact, I think it was probably one of my introductions to... Life is all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love, and she's passed. So I would, I would love to have her present. That's. cool. Um, I would love. You mentioned Muppets, so maybe that's. You know, <laughs> hey, I'd love, I'd love to talk to Jim Henson. Quite oh, honestly, right? He oh, is the, talk brilliant. about creative. Soul and lost way too young to yes. pneumonia. I think it
0: was pneumonia. I remember I was in fourth grade and I remember yeah. being like, "It's Jim Henson, it's in the Fraggle Rock." And uh, oh my goodness, I was devastated.
1: Yeah, I still am this many years later. Yeah, and everything. um, and then another sort of flash into, into who I am is Marie Curie. Mm. Here's this woman scientist when science within women is not cool. Mm-hmm. Really walks her own pathway. And is so committed to her craft that it kills her.
0: Yeah, I mean, right?
1: It's astounding,
0: right? Yeah, it is. I
1: love it. It really is. Some good answers. So that's sort of that's kind of that would be an interesting gathering. I think it really would. I think that would be super (laughs) cool. Maybe one-on-one conversations. I'm much more of a one-on-one gal, (laughs) so you know that. You know, oh, don't I don't worry. know. We'll, we
0: go we'll enjoy see. your food. We'll sit here and talk for a few minutes. Then I'll come. We'll, we'll get rotate, you when I'm ready. kind of like
1: a, like like a lazy susan kind of a I love table, it. right? Yes, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's great. Um. So as far as who's influenced me, um, I think so. So this one I, I did get to prepare for. So I did get to think about it a little bit. And you know, I I think that um, you know, I came. I came out of a family that was very, um, very science-based, very, um, education-based and, you know, um, I had an opportunity to have a really wonderful college education. I went to Mount Holyoke and I, I had a professor there who, um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to be, I wanted to be at a women's college because at that time, you know, men were still, um, getting the majority of science equipment, um, in If you went to a co-ed place, I will, I could get on a soapbox, but I won't. So anyway, I, I thought, well, maybe I want to do some psychology. And I had this really, you know, just the epitome of college professor, you know, hair that was sort of everywhere. And he started talking about psychobiology, which is the biological basis of human behavior. Mm-hmm. And so I just sort of started to get this inkling about how in, intricate the mind and the body are combined and yes. and and why we do what we do um, so he was absolutely one um, i would also say bella ruth Knapperstack, who is the queen of using guided imagery for medical issues told, totally changed my life um, mm-hmm. and it's it's where i got the idea to start doing guided meditations for fertility I love it. Uh, and then finally, my really dear friend and colleague, Jennifer Rizzio, who, uh, downloaded the whole soul language paradigm, um, again, changed my life by bringing in soul. Uh, I don't know who I'd be without that paradigm, without her friendship. Um, that's amazing. It, again, it's just sort of, it's, it's that, you know, I think about life and, and, and expansion and I, that's my hope with life is that I'm always expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to soul. I don't know what, I don't know what's next (laughs) as far as what's after that for expansion, but um, I love it. That's awesome. That's so
0: awesome. You know, it's so, I love asking these questions so much, so much. And I feel like every time I ask people, they're like, huh, I really have to think about that. And I always think to myself, wow, those are such great answers. And you know, it's easy for me to say that because I mean, these are such personal questions, very subjective. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like asking them because I feel like it's, it's an interesting way for you to kind of get to know yourself in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I I just, I'm a big fan of getting to know people. I'm always, you know, curious about people and, and who they are. And I think for me, at least these two questions are just such interesting ways to, get to know people. So that's just me. So thank you very much for sharing those. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I have one last question for you really. And that is simple. And that is where can our listeners connect with you, learn about more about you and your amazing systems and all this great work that you do with infertility?
1: Well, that's that is an easy question. I can answer yeah, I that. Told I told you. I No thinking. Well,
0: some thinking. So if but not
1: you're much. <laughs> if you're somebody who who's just sort of really ready to dive in, I'm going to invite you to come to my website, which is onjianline.com. and you're going to find on there um, a couple of free resources. One is the science of being fertile. It's a presentation I give, and you can also read it if that's more your jam. Um, and then it, there's also a meditation, a being fertile meditation. So you're going to learn a little bit more in depth about you know why should i even why should i go down this path and then you get to experience it so that's that would be um one really good way you can also learn more about the programs and the the meditations and stuff if you're if you're interested or if you're more of a social media kind of person i hang out on facebook uh with it under Anji and on instagram Anji underscore fertility Awesome. That's the two places yeah so I realized that
0: I lied a little bit because I did have one more question oh no is, sure. I, know, I know and I, I'm looking at my notes here and I'm like, oh no, I wanted to ask this because I I know the answer. And you told me the answer before. So it's not one of those, it's not another okay, one oh, at no, right. you. Whew. So <laughs> I know, right? That's the word. I hate doing that to people, but I do it sometimes because you know. Yeah. But this one I just think is super cool. So I want to make sure because I think our audience will enjoy this. The question is, where did Anji come from?
1: Oh yeah. So Anji is an Ojibwe word, and the Ojibwe are the native people here in Minnesota, or one of the native people here in Minnesota, and it is a word that means change, and women's lives are nothing but change, right, as we (laughs) are from, you know, day one, you know, what is, you know, maiden mother crone, and, you know, I had one of my first clients said, I'm really angry. If, if I skip the mother part, if I go right from Maiden to Crone, I'm really pissed, <laughs> you know, but, you know, but, you know, our cycles are all are changing. Our lives are changing. Our roles are changing. It, Yeah. So that's where Angie comes from. I love it. I think that's really, yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Jennifer, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day again. <laughs> to talk no with words. Me. I just <laughs> love talking with you. you. You just have so much, you know, I've told you before, you have so much amazing knowledge, but you're your approach is so unique and lovely and you have such a great personality. I think that, you know, just talking with you is uplifting for me. Like I have to go downstairs and deal with my crazy toddlers and like I'm in a better (laughs) mood now than I was before. And it's because I was talking with you. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and tell our audience all about these great things that you offer. I appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for the great questions and getting a chance to dive into it. I could, I could talk for hours about all of this stuff. So I I really appreciate the opportunity to, to bring the information to your listeners.